it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In sports, if you want to be the best... There are no off days. Welcome in to the Nod Pod, the No Off Days podcast. I am Scott Smith. Chris Cato is to my left. BK, Brian King in the booth, the producer extraordinaire. We are in the middle of, uh, well, so- school's out for the summer. But we're kind of, I mean, before you know it, a few weeks from now, uh, you know, we're back in it. Oh, boy. Kids are back at school. Drop them off. Uh, full-time daycare for parents. It can't but, come soon enough. But are you... You, you have the young buckaroo in some camps this summer, do you not? You know, I took it pretty easy on the camps this summer. Did you? Okay. First of all, I'm lazy. Uh, I, you know, he he's old enough to fend for himself in the mornings now, so it's not... You as, have a very responsible young yeah, man. Sometimes, yeah. but he's 11, so he can get up, pour himself some cereal while dad gets some important beauty rest. You and and why yeah. would I uh, abuse myself to sign him up for eight camps where I've got to get him up early, make a lunch, do the drop-off, so... He did one. He did one uh, Ninja Warrior Nerf Camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that it covers was, all the bases, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's all he needed. He wow. had everything. Was this an indoor or outdoor camp? It was indoor. I think you have to be smart in Florida in the summer and, yeah. and get as much air conditioning as you can. Yeah, it's it can be brutal. My, my daughter just wrapped up a cheer camp this week, and that was all inside the gym. Mm. She wanted AC was one of her priorities this summer. And then my son, he doesn't care. He's out there playing football. So, yeah. But we uh, it's camp season, and it, it's beach-going season. In fact, I just... Uh, I saw this little article. In fact, Brian King sent it to me. I'm not sure why he was perusing the subject line, but oh. uh, that Speedos are back this summer. Yeah. Were they ever out? Well, <laughs> do you own one, sir? No, I do not. Um, not that brave, I guess. You know, I, I've thought about it before. I guess if I visited a beach where that was the thing to do, I would do it. But it you don't want to be the guy that stands out. You don't want to be the guy shows. that sticks out or stands okay. out. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, did. How about you? Well, I mean, in Europe, it's a thing, right? So yeah. everybody kind of wears the the tiny little speedos, and um, but no, I have one. Uh, I don't wear it. Uh, I do. <laughs> I did. I okay. Here's the story on the, the one speedo I own. Uh, it, it's an American flag speedo, so oh, it's full that's on American. Exactly what Betsy Ross wanted, and I, uh, I I had it specifically to go to Europe, so I could represent. I could be that guy, that red blooded American on those European beaches. <laughs> And I thought this is just going to everybody's going to look and it's going to be funny and, you know, get, go for the laugh line. Nobody looked. Nobody cared. Because it was like us it's, wearing yeah, regular bathing yeah, suits like, here. What right? are you doing? Right. Yeah. So, but, but they say sales are up north of 54 percent this year. For yours, for, for the style for you speedos, bought. Oh, okay. For the actual Speedos. Well, you know, short shorts for dudes are like the thing now. They right? are. I know. And I struggle ha- with that. Short I do, but I have no thigh muscles. So it looks odd. <laughs> it still looks like I'm wearing a baggy, you know, baggy shorts. <laughs> so I need to do some. Uh, what what do you do for your thighs some some you could do squats oh those are painful uh, yeah you could do some like hamstring lifts you know in the back there um yeah, yeah there's a few th- but it's i think you need more than just a summer to kind of get those ready so yeah. maybe if maybe you next summer put in work now and you'll be ready to go uh for next summer so um bk we, we welcome you in and um curious just how you found this article <laughs> just stumbling upon uh some uh you're looking at new beachwear ideas I, I was actually thinking about going to the beach and say hey maybe this is the year i break it out yeah, and so where are you on that? Are you, um, did you make a purchase? <laughs> uh, I did not. I did not uh, hit the uh, purchase. It was that Amazon Prime 
kind of sell thing. And I said, maybe, maybe this is the time to jump on that. Yeah. Mm, something can, I'm uh, curious, can you try them on? Like, can you, uh, like, go to a dressing room and try on a Speedo? That's oh, a good question. Would you want to? I mean, you, no. Well, what about yeah. when you bought yours? Did you try no, it on? Well, no. it was actually a gift. So, okay. Yeah. So you couldn't return it. <laughs> no, it was mine. So I owned it. Now, um, then it was a gift to Italy. It was. Yeah, it sure was. Well, I, I hope you uh, resolve. I planted, now, you, I planted Brian, my flag. You, you went on a cruise recently. Do you, was that what the speedo was for? I saw a couple, but no, it was <laughs> okay. not for me. No, but I saw a couple on the cruise. It, I was just wondering, like that first step you take out there on the beach, the first time you're wearing yeah. it. That's got to be a, a strange. Here's sensation. the thing. The, the the well, the weirdest part about about it, in my opinion, was just I realized how white my thighs are. Yeah. Like that was like that was the most insecurity I've ever felt about my thighs. It's yeah. like wow, that is just glaringly white. I should have put these yeah. under a heat lamp or something before I went out here. Yeah, like, put some toner on there or something. Yeah. So all right, uh, what do we have on today's big show? Today we got Tino Martinez, Tampa yeah. Bay legend, Yankee baseball legend. legend. Yeah. All right, what's he up to these days? He is uh, getting into the pickleball business. Oh, isn't everyone? I th isn't it? I feel like I'm, I'm behind the times on this. I've he, yet to he's play not. It. He's not only in the pickleball business, but and I'm going to talk to him about this because, um, as you can see, I'm wearing this. Uh, this is a Cape Cod League team, the Chatham Anglers. Oh, okay. This T-shirt that I'm wearing. Um, I was up there recently on a vacation, and we we. We took a game in. It was mm -hmm. the Chatham Anglers against the Hyannis Harbor Hawks. The Harbor Hawks. And I'm yeah. looking at this. I'm looking at the the coaches and the players, and of course, there's some local players and stuff. And I see Tino Martinez. I'm like, that, that cannot be the actual Tino Martinez as an assistant coach for for Hyannis. Wow. So we'll find out if that was actually if that was actually him. Maybe it was not. It could have been a different <laughs> Tino. And then this uh, whole interview could go off the rails. So we'll find out. That's why people listen. All right. At the end of the show, BK. End of the show. We're gonna break out the randomizer one more time. We never get sick of the randomizer. Uh, do we? I know. I know. We talked about this last night, and you know, sometimes Brian, because he comes up with these last segments. And most of the time, it's, it's you, and sometimes uh, Chris chimes in. Uh, but I think that this is a fan favorite. I think mm -hmm. the randomizer, it's uh, because it's so random. Uh, I don't think it gets old. I will say I've never had a fan complain that yeah. we do it. So until <laughs> I hear that complaint, I'm going so to assume they approve. You've encountered one? Yes. Oh, wow. A fan? I have encountered a couple, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People who listen. Oh, that, there was a lady at uh, Publix, There's right? a Publix lady. There was yeah. a guy. I was at a little uh, market in my neighborhood a couple of Sundays ago, and there was a guy selling salsa, and he comes up to me with that look oh, in his yeah. eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And, and I, I thought, salsa. yeah, he's a local uh, football coach at Plant High School, but he comes up to me with that look, and usually that's the, hey, I watch you on Fox 13 News look. Yeah, something and, you said that was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to strangle you now. No, and he... Uh, <laughs> He said, I listen to the podcast all the time. And wow. I said, let me buy eight quarts of salsa from you. You, you were the only guy. Who <laughs> no, but you were kind enough to, to pass one on to me. Yeah. And it was fantastic salsa. Yeah, it was what good. What was the name of it again? I, uh, Coach Peppers. Coach Peppers wow. salsa? No. All, I thought it was like all-star salsa or something no, like that. No, this is bad. I can't remember. Oh, I'll boy. get back to you on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's bring some more in. Tailgate salsa? I, if he's, if he's listening, he knows right now. Yeah. And he's like, why are you butchering this? Coach, this was the opportunity. Yeah, I think his name was Brian. Coach Brian, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was tasty. And it lasted about two seconds because oh. I, I can you, tear. You ate it without chips. I you tear. just, you I just, just drank it. it. Yeah, I can drink some salsa for sure. All right, cool, BK. We'll catch up with you in a little bit. Awesome, guys. Uh, if you're listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap that QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and there you can find all of our shows. And I'd say, I dare say, Chris, that our shows are like a Speedo. They're uncomfortable at first. 
and probably a little too revealing. Uh, you will not make any new friends at the beach, but the tan lines with our podcast are exquisite. Uh, please subscribe, <laughs> fox13news.com slash notpod. Still my favorite part of the show, when, uh, when you sell the podcast <laughs> with some theme. I'm I love sure it. I'm not sure it's a sell or not. Uh, so the big baseball headline as we approach the August 1st trade deadline is, uh, you know, we, first off, locally, we want to know, Ray's... If you're buyers, what exactly are you going to do leading up to this trade deadline? Because the way they went into the All-Star break was a little concerning. Uh, they do still have you know, a, a good road ahead of them with some tough opponents on the schedule, especially within the next few weeks. Um, so they're going to they're gonna have to add. They, they need a pitcher. You know, they, they probably wouldn't hurt too bad if they got a, another bat, too. And the biggest name out there is Shohei Otani. And I think at first glance, you're like, Shohei in Tampa Bay, you got to be kidding me, yeah. right? He's going to go to a major market team, someone that's going to overspend. The the Rays are not going to, you know, are are they going to are they going to sacrifice the future by giving away a bunch of prospects to bring in a guy on a three month rental because he's you know his contract expires at the end of this year? Uh, so so the deal, and just not to sidetrack, but just for clarity, the deal with him is you're getting him for only three months. Correct. Yeah, this is basically we're all chips into the middle. We're going for the World Series. Shohei's a, a, a short-term rental, and um, you know they're they're not going to be able to afford him obviously in the offseason. So he's going to go to one of the big spenders. Uh, yeah. But but can we use it now? Can we give up a bunch of pieces in our farm system for what this season could potentially end up being? And I think you're positioned well to do that. I mean, I think that they the, the Rays do have a fairly deep farm system, uh, but you'd have to part ways with these guys. Um, and, you know, we've kind of read through some of what the asking prices could potentially be. It could be upwards of three or four of your top prospects. Wow. Are you willing to give that up? You. Are you willing to? If you're, if you're GM Chris Cato, are you willing to sacrifice the future? No, not, not Even for, if it's an, it's an unknown future, right? Not for three months. And and this is why I arrived at this conclusion. I think the Rays are a World Series contender without Shohei. I mean, certainly add him to the team, and you've got pit, another pitcher and another great bat. But I don't think the Rays need him that bad where they have to literally sell the farm to get him for three months. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm, I am a little concerned because I think injuries have been a problem. Uh, the way they started this season out offensively, obviously they were on a tear and some of that stuff has dipped, you know, and I just think to be able to maintain or even to find some semblance, maybe you don't, you don't come back and ever reach the peaks that you were at the beginning of the season down the stretch. But I think in order to compete in the world series as competitive as, as it's going to be, teams are going to be red hot going into the world series, into the playoff run. I just think you have to put yourself, you have to overstock the shelves. You know, you can't bank on what they got out of this team in the early parts of the season was some career performances out of many of the guys. guys. Many of the guys. They were all balling out. And to do that all at the same time, it's very hard to do. And so we were kind of in this euphoric state here locally about, you know, hey, this team looks unbeatable, you know, and they were for a while. But I, I just think reality at some point sets in. And when you get into the playoffs, I mean, you need to be as deep as possible. And I think big stars show out. We've seen that before. Even when the the Rays made it a few years ago to the World Series and they played the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers had a star-laden team. And at the end, that's what got them across the finish line, despite the fact that the Rays, they're they're always going to be kind of a scrappy team that hangs in there. So I I do say go in. I, I mean, it really depends what that trade is and what it looks like. But here's here is one example. I saw this on Bleacher Report. 
and they kind of threw out some teams that are in the mix. So you got the Rays, the Yankees, the Rangers, and then a couple in the National League. You got the Dodgers and the Giants that could be in the mix that be willing to give something up. For the Rays, what that might look like is their number one overall prospect in their system. His name is Junior Caminero. He is okay. a shortstop slash third baseman. Uh, he is the 15th overall in the top 100 across Major League Baseball. Uh, then they have their number four prospect, who is a first baseman, Kyle Manzardo. He is 39th overall in the top 100. And then a young uh, right-handed pitcher, Santiago Suarez, who is uh, 25th in the Rays system. If it were those three guys, I mean, here's the problem. You're, you know, whenever you do a deal like this, it's a little bit different than the NFL, right? Because in the NFL, when I draft a guy, I feel like there's a little bit more certainty. Even right. though there's no, there's no certainty, but it, there is a sense of a greater commodity because that bridge from college to the NFL is not as yeah, long. Yeah, you don't have to go through this development minor league period. How right. many of the Rays' current roster are made up of guys that came up through the system? Uh, you got Wander Franco and you got Shane McClanahan, really. I mean, yeah. th that are major contributors, guys that you would not want to part with, and they're stars you can build around for years to come. Outside of that, how do they put their team together every year? These are a lot of vets that are coming over that are that are playing on incentive deals to, to kind of get another big contract or, you know, they, they've found a way. I mean, look at their pitching staff. My right. Goodness. I yeah. mean, like there's guys that like people have given up on that the Rays bring in here and and, and they they ball out. They, so they get the best out of them. Yeah. For me, I, I don't want to sit there and bank on what I might have with certain guys if everything works out and injuries don't play a factor in their career versus what I have right in front of me, the best opportunity, I think, potentially to win a World Series and bring it to this market, it looks like it's this year. And if you can go add the best player in baseball that fulfills not one but two needs on yeah. your team, I mean, such a unique guy. This is not just – you're not just leveraging the farm to bring in a guy that can swat some home runs or a, a lockdown no, he, starter. He does it all. He does it all. Yeah. And I just – man, this is – But but do you think that's realistic, the three prospects you named? There would have to be more than that. I mean, you're talking a lot of money too, right? Well, he so he makes $30 million. I'm assuming that's a – I don't – I'm not a big contract guy, but I, I would assume that's prorated. Yeah. I mean, and so part of that is already going to be picked up by the Angels. Yeah. Um, but I, and I believe some of that's even negotiable as well. But you just have to, I, and I don't know that he has any uh, that he can block any trade. I'm not sure about that. I don't think it's going to be based on where he goes that could po possibly resign him. And so I think the Angels can, you know, look at this situation like what's best for us. What's best for us may not be trading it to the Yankees or the Dodgers or these teams that would potentially lock him down on a long-term contract uh, following the season, but it, it could be who's going to give us the best return in terms of prospects. Boy, could you imagine ticket sales at the Trop if that deal happened? That is I, another side benefit, too. They I mean, would actually have to open that upper deck that yeah, they no, open I, once a season. I think it would go crazy, and uh, I think it could work, but it would it would be a raised team that we have not really seen. But, I mean, Let's be real now. Who's gonna get him? It's gonna be the Yankees, right? They're gonna they're gonna do the Yankees thing and and roll out the checkbook, and and sign him. It, yeah, it could be that. It could be that. But I, I mean, you have to trade for him first, so he's not a free agent. You know, like yeah. the Angels have to say, hey, what's in it for me? They're not necessarily worried about what Shohei's long term prospects are. And here's the other thing: the Angels, as we currently sit, they're only a few games out of the wild card, so. They may run this thing right up to the trade deadline and, and say, look, if we're within striking distance, 
Yeah. Like, let's but, let's keep him and, and give it a shot. But they won't be. They won't be within striking distance. Unless they demonstrate to Shohei that they're willing to get there by going out and getting – they need some pitching, you know, and they need another bat. So, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I I, I'm just saying if, if, if they get hot here within the next couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline uh, – you know that's going to be a harder pitch internally. I think that they right. they probably want to maybe. Keep yeah, and do you want to be the guy, the general manager who you know trades away this once in a lifetime player? You, you don't. Well, if you be... know you're not going to get him back next year, then yeah, yeah, because you're setting up your your franchise for the future. So, yeah, I mean, in all reality, it's I could see him. I could see him landing with. I mean, my goodness, can you imagine him with the Rangers? Uh, the Giants always seem to be players, and um, that's a very winnable NL West right now. I could see him like either L- L.A. Uh, staying in L.A., going to the Dodgers, or or the the Giants making a play for him. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting. And um, if he comes here, I can't wait to get him on buy, this podcast. Would, would, you, would you? We'll need an interpreter. Uh, would you buy an Otani jersey? For three months, yes, yeah. I would. Yes, <laughs> I would go all in. <laughs> it would either be like something that you would remember always as like this was the greatest move, or boy, that was stupid. We sold he threw the farm. His, he threw his arm <laughs> yeah. out the first game, and and he's toast. Yeah. Uh, we do want to give a big congratulations. A uh, little bit of a change of topic here. Uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, mm, what's former, he done? Former quarterback. <laughs> a lot. Apparently, he's been doing a lot. Uh, his wife is is ready to give birth to their tenth child. Ten. Wow, he's hitting double digits. Is he going? Is he trying to match? Wasn't he number seventeen in in the NFL? Was he trying to match his oh, football numbers? Nice. Is that where they're going nice. with this? Well, I don't know. I mean, his kids are they the age range right now is four to twenty one. So like, <laughs> his wife has always been pregnant. Tiffany, like that. I believe that's that yeah. his name. Yeah. So I mean, congrats. If I could have a giant family like that, I don't know if I could hit ten. My wife cut me off at two. That was it. I, I love the idea of a big family, but ten. Can you imagine what like dinner? What's is the like? grocery bill look like? No. What does the you, you would need an NFL salary or you do. a salary of a guy who played for what 17, 18 years? Yeah, you would need that to yeah. support a family. But he's probably two. just living a very like middle class lifestyle because these kids are breaking the bank. Man. You know, I think he's a Brian. Isn't he a high school football coach in Alabama now? Isn't that what he's doing? He's Ooh, a, not sure. I have. Well, he, he was. He was doing some yes. high school coaching. You know? I mean, I'm sure that's not the sole income he's relying on to support well, he, a family of did ten. He, did was did he play this last year or? Am I, am I getting my years? No, he up? didn't play this past no, year. Okay. No. Yeah. My, uh, you know, if he keeps going, he can just have a football team. Like he won't need to be a high school coach. You, you get 11 kids, you know, you've got your, you got your team there. Here's where you save money. Every kid wears hand-me-downs. Oh yeah. Uh, they all, everything's, yeah. You're wearing, so you're wearing the same underwear that the 21 year old wore when he was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is threadbare. You know, hey man, we just hand it down. There's uh, as we see right now it's uh seven girls and two boys so oh, okay. I, i'm not sure what uh what the next one so he could be. have a seven on seven with his girls yeah he could coach a seven on yeah. seven with them wow so, that's incredible what a you know what i will say this for philip and tiffany if there's someone out there producing tons of children those are probably the character of people you want to they're Christian values are well-known. Uh, so I say keep having them. Yes, yeah. have some babies. Um, well, let's stick in the NFL and go to the to the current cast. Uh, we are Last week, we kicked off our nine divisions 
Uh, that's what we're doing, right? Nine divisions in nine weeks, and we started things off with the AFC West. Mm-hmm. We're going to lead you all the way up to the start of the season. We'll end it on the NFC South to keep it local. Uh, but this week, uh, we have determined that we're going to go with the NFC West. We're going to break it down. Uh, I will give you uh, honors out of the gates. I don't know how you – do you want to start with yeah. uh, last place and go up to first? Let's do it like we did last week. Okay. I like that. Very uh, good. Last to first. And I think we'll be in unison on this one. Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. This is a big disaster, uh, a face plant coming, and perhaps a wanted face plant so that they can get in the Caleb Williams lottery, yeah. right? Uh, so, so you start with Kyler Murray. Um, we don't. There's uncertainty over when he's going to come back, right? right. Uh, we, I think the last report I read was a few weeks ago, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready beginning of the season. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, the longer this goes, and yeah. depending if they're as bad as we think they are. Do they want him to be back to help win games? Probably not. Right? So who do they have? Colt McCoy, I Colt think, McCoy uh, behind him. Yeah. Um, David Blau, who you know we all enjoyed in Hard Knocks last year, but yeah. he didn't make the Lions roster. Uh, so you know, yeah, they're they're dead last. Um, and I'm not going to spend too much more time, you know, beating that drum there. What is their win total? Oh. Let's see. They had, what was it, four last year? They had four last year. I don't see where their win total is this year. I mean, they they could be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they very easily could. Uh, So this is where I kind of struggled with the third and and second best teams. Um, But I'm going to keep it like this. I'm going to say the the Rams are uh, third in the division. And, you know, they still have Stafford, right? Uh, Cooper Cup, you assume, comes back healthy. And and that's huge. Um, How healthy as Aaron Donald he missed six games last he's, year he's, he's back he's back yeah. so so that's good um you know they ship Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins um I just don't know that with the two teams I've got ahead of them I still think you're behind those two um you know I want th- this is an aging roster um I, I want to see how Stafford plays this year behind this offensive line so you know I think you know seven wins Seven or eight wins is probably where they are this year. Um, ahead of them, I have the 49ers. I'm, I'm, so that gives you who I'm going to pick number one in this division. So I see this coming down to the 49ers and the Seahawks. So I've got the 49ers finishing second in NFC West. Uh, and maybe you get two, maybe you get a wild card team. You know, maybe the 49ers still make the playoffs with the wild card. I feel like they will. But um, I think they're going to take a slight step back on defense because of the loss of D'Amico Ryans. Like, you know, he really made that defense go. So I and we'll see we'll see with Brock Purdy. You know, does he rise to those heights that he did last year before the the, sho- the shoulder injury or was it elbow? Anyway, yeah, he had uh, was it like Tom? He needed like some uh, Tom, type of Tommy, Tommy John. Jump, yeah, that he didn't go through with that. Yeah. So and and that's ultimately I think why I have let's see they ten and a half wins is their predicted total now. Um, I think they're probably right under that. Honestly, uh, that, that's a tough division, um, you know, minus the Cardinals. And then I've got the Seahawks finishing first. I, I feel like not only did we see Geno Smith come out and have this incredible season last year, you've still got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and then they add Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I love what the offense has done, and their offensive line should be better this year. I like how they drafted, and... They brought in some pieces on defense. They got uh, Jaron Reed back, right? Yeah. Um, they got Tariq Woolen. So, and they, they had a nice draft too. So, I'm looking at the Seahawks to, to win the West. How do you feel about okay. that? Okay. Well, let me just start from the bottom, and we don't need to go any more detail on the Cardinals. I got them last. Uh, I actually, my third place team is the Seahawks. Hmm. So, here's the thing. Um, 
I'm just not sold on Gino. And, uh, you know, I, last year was a great season for him. He balled out. He's got his big contract. Um, and I think he did quiet a lot of doubters, but here's me being a, a doubter again. I'm, I'm just not completely sold on his ability to maintain that level of play. These, the turnovers were way down last year. Like, can he keep that? Can he maintain that? Is he, is he you know, sometimes after contracts, you know, play, play drops a little bit. Um, I think they have a tough stretch of games in the months of November and December. Uh, you got a couple against San Francisco. You got Dallas. You got Philly on the schedule. I think that I, I just I see them coming down a peg this year. I don't think they're going to be awful, but I got them third in this division. I think the Rams. I got them at two, and I don't think anybody's going to say this. I haven't seen it anywhere. The, most people think that the Rams are the third best team in that division. They have a young team. They had 14 draft picks, which is like a franchise high. They uh, uh, they obviously lost some guys on defense. They lost Ramsey. Bobby Wagner went back to the Seahawks, uh, aging linebacker. They still have Aaron Donald. Um, but uh, here's where I don't think their defense is going to be great. But I think that offensively, with Stafford, with Cup uh, back, that's – I mean, that's the offense, man. I mean, I think that that's – plus, I want to buy the arc of a great coach. Yeah. Right? So, I think Sean McVay is a, is a great coach. And I think that him having two consecutive, like, really tough years, I just don't – I think that he's going to find a way yeah. to put his guys in the best possible situation. I think offensively they're going to get back to producing, getting into the end zone that they did not do last year. And uh, I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think that they're going to be the second best team in the NFC West. I think the West is going to probably take a little bit of a step back. Number one, I got the San Francisco 49ers. You still do have a little bit of question mark over who is going to be the quarterback. Is it going to be Purdy? Is it going to be Lance? Is Purdy going to be healthy? Uh, and if Lance gets the start, you know, at some point, is he going to give it back? So there are question marks there uh but man the the pieces around them i mean you got mccaffrey you got debo samuel got george kittle i mean these guys are explosive weapons offensively i think their defense is legit i don't think it was about D'Amico ryan's i think it was it's about nick bosa and it goes out from there this mm -hmm. team gives just presents so many problems to opposing offenses that if you have the one of the best defenses in the league I think you're always going to be near the top of the your division. And so I got the Niners. I got okay. the Niners winning the NFC West. Niners for you, Seahawks for me. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. What do you say we talk a little baseball? Maybe a little Cape Cod baseball? We'll wake you know, when you have a Mount Rushmore of like uh, Tampa baseball players, I, I mean I would put like Wade Boggs on there. Uh, I would put uh who else am I missing? Oh, uh, well, do you go I mean, Dwight got, Gooden? I do you got yeah. you got Doc on there. Yeah, Fred McGriff. You got Fred, and I, th I think Tino. I yeah. think Tino etches his name on there as well, and uh, we're fortunate enough to have him on today's show. Wow. Well, he is, of course, best known for his time in the pinstripes, a four-time World Series champ with the Yankees, one of the best ball players to come out of the Tampa Bay area. We welcome to the No Off Days podcast, Tino Martinez. Tino, great to see you. You know, funny enough, uh, right now I'm wearing my Chatham Anglers shirt, but, you know, <laughs> I recently had gone to a game, Chatham in the Cape Cod League, Chatham Hyannis, and, and I see – Tino Martinez as one of the coaches for Hyannis, and I, surely I was like, this is not the Tino Martinez, but you are. You're, you're coaching up in the Cape Cod League. How is it going? I am. I'm actually back home now in Tampa, but I was coaching there for the first two weeks of the season, and it was going very well. Um, a friend of mine, Eric Beatty, who's the head coach at Strawberry Crest here in Tampa, um, 
he went to the University of Tampa as well. And he's been the head coach there for the last couple of years. And he asked me if I would come up and be a, um, a voluntary coach, be around the players, talk, teach them whatever I know, uh, be around the guys and help them, you know, become better players. So I did that for the first couple of weeks and I, I really enjoyed it. And I'll be heading back down up there on um, the middle of July for a couple more weeks. Is this just for fun or are you kind of dipping your toes into maybe a, a full-time career in coaching? No, no, it's just for fun. I actually played <laughs> after my freshman year at the University of Tampa. I played up there in Falmouth that summer for the um, Falmouth Commodores for that summer. And I realized what a great learning experience it was for me to be up there doing that. So when, they, when I got invited to do this volunteer coaching stuff, I thought it'd be great because I know how much fun the players have and how much they develop over that summertime to become better players in the future. I'm sure they can definitely lean on your insights into the game. But, uh, you know, this is not the only thing that you have cooking right now. I mean, you are now in, involved in also what we have to say, because this is how you always introduce pickleball. It is the fastest growing sport in America. And now here you are with PBX Pickleball and, and all these former retired professional athletes from across all these different sports are involved in this. Tell us a little bit about this venture into into the pickleball game. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's called PBX, and it's going to start um, this fall in September. And it's a combination of uh, ex-MLB players, NHL players, NBA players, and NFL players. And we will we'll be playing against each other in doubles tournaments, uh, traveling around the first well, the first uh, competitions in Chicago. Uh, they'll be in Denver, uh, Arizona, and back here in Tampa as well in the future. Um, and we'll be able to play each other competitively. Uh, for the fans and the fans will be able to join in and play against us as well against players they liked or fans of players they were fans of or guys they didn't like as players they can play <laughs> against both and um get their competition and have a lot of fun doing it so it should be a great league and i'm really looking forward to being involved in it yeah no that is cool i, I see like nhl are like uh, chris draper and golden tate from the yeah. nfl and you kevin Euclid from mlb uh do you what what sport kind of lends itself best to transitioning into pickleball uh, I mean, I would say uh, obviously tennis, first of all, but baseball maybe and, and, and hockey, I guess, because we're using sticks and stuff to hit the ball and hand-eye coordination is um, uh, is a lot involved in that. So, um, again, it's like in baseball, you swing as hard as you can, or but in, in pickleball, it's finesse. There's a lot of dinking going on and just finesse. You can't hit the ball that hard to get it by somebody unless you have a, uh, a slam dunk shot or something like that. But it's a lot of uh, uh, tactic going on and strategy that's a lot of fun to be a part of. Well, you know, I'm sure that your your skills transition quite well. Pickleball is, again, fastest growing sport, and it's easy to play, a lot of fun. And, and to be able to go up against former professional athletes, that that is a cool component for sure. I, I want to talk about your, your time uh, growing up here in the Tampa Bay area because we, we talk about how unique this area is for the baseball talent that has been produced out of here. Um, you know, we had Fred McGriff, a Jefferson guy. You're a Jefferson High School grad uh, on not too long ago. He talked about, you know, playing up against Dwight Gooden in high school, and, and Dwight played for Hillsborough. And, you know, you, when you went to Jefferson, you transferred from TC. Uh, you were teammates, longtime buddies with Gonzo, Luis Gonzalez. When you look back at that time, could you have dreamt of where this baseball dream could eventually take you? No, I would have no idea. You know, back then, um, we had Fred McGriff, who made the big leagues. Wade Boggs made the big leagues before us. And like you talked about, um, I played with Luis Gonzalez throughout my Jefferson High School career. We played against Gary Sheffield. We played against Derek Bell, a bunch of guys who eventually made it to the big leagues. Um, but once you get to the big leagues and you start your career, uh, you never know what can happen. You know, injuries may happen. This or that may happen. 
but to have um, played for 16 years, uh, win four World Series, the New York Yankees, play in all-star games, uh, things I've never dreamed of. So it's taken me a lot further than I thought it would, and it's been the, the greatest experience um, I've ever had. You know, I was looking back on that 97 Yankees roster, and you, you played – kind of caught the tail end of, of Wade Boggs' time with the Yankees, a short window. Dwight Gooden was also on the team that year. Did you guys feel kind of this Tampa connection between you, or was it just all, all baseball? No, we did. We did. That first year in spring training, um, when I was there, Wade Boggs had been there a couple of years. Um, we had just signed Dwight Gooden. We had Kenny Rogers, who played over at Plant City. Um, no, we did. We felt that uh, we actually took a big picture. There's quite a few of us in, in the picture they took that day. Uh, we still have it, but, yeah, it was uh, – we talked about the Tampa connections and uh, over the years with Gary Sheffield playing the big leagues, we always talked about how great baseball was in Tampa, how it was growing up here, not just in high school, but also in little league. We had some very competitive teams and um, a lot of us made it. And nowadays you have, um, you know, the, the Peter, Pete Alonzo up there, yeah. um, uh, Preston Tucker, um, those guys are just doing very well and carrying on that Tampa tradition very well for all of us. Yeah, I mean, you played with Lance McCullers Sr. Uh, at, at Tampa yeah, Catholic, right? So there's that as well. Um, but I, I'm curious because George Steinbrenner, for as much as he means to Yankee fans, he means a lot to folks here in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, his imprint is, is seen all over the place here. Did, did he have a soft spot in his heart for, for Tampa guys? Um, he, he did. Yeah. But he also expected a lot more from us as well, <laughs> to say the least. Um, he, he was, uh, you know, obviously all about Tampa. He, he's, his name is all over this town, but when he hired, when he, um, you know, signed guys from Tampa, he expected us to perform at their best just as he would anybody else from anywhere else. And, um, if we weren't doing our jobs, he would let us know it just like he would let everybody else know that. So, uh, <laughs> he was tough on us as well, but he also knew that, um, our backgrounds where we came from and how hard we work. Do you have a, a favorite George story? Oh, I mean, you know, there's 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 so there's so many I mean great stories with you know Georgia uh, talking about how big of a heart he is, you know, as far as you know building the um, children's unit at St. Joseph Hospital. But I remember um, back in the day, in ninety six, ninety seven, I had smaller kids. Uh, they were um, probably uh, I don't know five, four, and three, or five, four, and two, whatever it was back then. And my wife was traveling a lot by herself back and forth to New York. And um, she came up on an off day or whatever. I was, I was in New York and she flew up on Delta Airlines and George Steinbrenner, believe it or not, would fly commercial as well. And I flew, um, when he was by himself, he flew Delta first class. Wow. So when she arrived at LaGuardia Airport, uh, she's got the three kids and she's going to go get the bags and stuff like that. Um, and this guy comes up to her with a you know, sport, uh, sport coat on and told her, hey, I'm here to help you with your bags. And she said, no, I'm good. I got it. Don't worry about it. He says, no, you don't understand, ma'am. I have to get you your bags to your car. If I don't get your bags and get you to your car, I'm going to be fired. I'm, I'm George Steinbrenner's driver. And I got, and so he waited in the car until that guy got her bags, got him in the car, and then he drove him home. That's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> yeah. He expected a lot out of his ballplayers and, and people that were picking up folks from the airport as well. Uh, yeah, George Steinbrenner. Yeah, he, oh, he, he made himself wait just so that he could do that for my family, which was awesome. <laughs> you know, part of the, the cool thing about playing ball and growing up in the Tampa Bay area is that for a lot of guys, you and – Fred McGriff and Wade Bond. You have opportunities at the kind of the, the tail end of your career to to come and play even for a short period of time with the Tampa Bay Rays. What was yeah. that that season of life for you like to be able to come back and play in, you know, right down the street from where you grew up? Yeah, it, it was fantastic. And I wasn't sure what to expect because they really hadn't developed that great team they have now, that great organization they have now with the new ownership group. 
but um, it was so much fun to be at my house uh, in the summertime and having lunch with my kids, jumping in the pool with them for a few minutes, then going to the ballpark, um, getting four at bats, you know, playing a major league baseball game and coming back home was kind of surreal. Like I couldn't believe I'm in my house going back and forth playing against the New York Yankees or the New York Mets or whoever. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Lupino was our manager at the time, which was um, a time when the team started to turn, get a little better and better. And um, he asked me to come back and be a, a veteran guy to help the young guys out like Paul Crawford, Rocco Baldelli, Aubrey Huff. Um, so I really enjoyed that, you know, being with the young guys and watching that that organization grow to what it is today. Yeah. Uh, and Lou was your first big league skipper as well with Seattle, right? Was he not? Yes, he was. Yeah. It all comes comes full circle for sure. All right. So it's pbxpickleball.com. And folks can go there. They can sign up. They can see what this is all about and maybe have a chance to square off against the Tino Martinez. Absolutely. Or anybody else as well. Their favorite players. Um, it starts this fall in September, so be on the lookout for it. Very good stuff. Hey, great to catch up with you. The great Tino Martinez, one of the Mount Rushmore baseball guys here in the Tampa Bay area, joining us here on the Nod Pod. Thank you so much, Tino. Thank you. What a nice individual. It's great to catch up with Tino. This is the first time I've ever uh, had the privilege of chatting with him. So, um, Chatham. Chatham with him, you mean. Ch Chatham. Chatham yeah, with him. Yes, that's very good. That's where you were. Yeah. Uh, so but we did some pickleball uh, recently. We did that segment. With you Tino and I did, yes. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played it since? Yes, one time. Okay. Uh, and it was too hot. It was too hot in Florida to play pickleball but right now. When but the weather's nice, yeah. it's, it is fun, it's, right? I, I like mean, it. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't require a ton of physical ability exactly that's why I play. is small you know it's more about is a thinking man's game it's placement right really like, yeah that's, i didn't that didn't strike me well maybe that's why you lost what i thought what i thought was this is what it feels like to stand on a ping pong table if yeah. i was a little miniature figure and playing on a ping pong table that's what this would feel like i think that's yeah. accurate yeah. all right let's bring bk in bk you ever play a little pickleball i've ever never played it no Never you have. Know, those, uh, how much did that guy that we talked to, uh, who's like, he's like the czar of pickleball right. in the Tampa Bay area, yeah. uh, he said those paddles are, they're pretty expensive, we right? Well over, yeah, well over $100. For the good graphite, wow. they have these graphite ones that are really lightweight that apparently make the ball do different things. Mm. So the $25 paddles I bought at Dick's, oh, I took these out the last time I played. Uh, we were doing a bit for TV, and so I took them to these courts locally, and I wanted to get in a game with some some guys, and they were playing, and I walked in with my, my Dick's Sporting Good paddle, and they laughed me off the court. Yeah, and one guy loaned me another paddle and said, here, use this. And I played a lot better with that other paddle. Yeah. So I think it's all in the paddle. Well, it is, and BK often buys uh, his his daughter uh, plays softball, and yeah. and you um, you've taken out a second mortgage to buy some bats for her, right? Just about, <laughs> yeah, just about bats, so it's, gloves, everything. It's probably similar to that, right? I mean, there's yeah, a different pop off the bat when I, you get when you oh, spend a little more dough, definitely a little yeah. more pop off the bat, a little more confidence when they're at the plate, knowing that they got the best. Get her one bat. of those illegal bats, you know. <laughs> he corks them. Should be yeah. illegal yeah, how much they're exp how expensive <laughs> they are. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, so uh, I got my button i'm ready? ready we're we're gonna do some randomizer got a load Chris, you want, ton you of questions yeah let me start right. the, the randomizer always worries me you never know what it's going to spit out at you it <laughs> yeah. could be like an embarrassing <laughs> childhood a, memory it's yeah. so so i go into this with a little trepidation but let's go Roll. let's yeah, let's let's, let's stop it right there that's a good one. Oh wait hit I, that, it again i think the batteries are out <laughs> check the okay. batteries okay brian do you want to read the question yes what is the worst concert you have ever attended Mm. Easy, because mm. it was recent. Uh, which what? camera? Wait, am I, I, looking I at? recently went to a concert with you. No, that was a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one was uh, very inexpensive too, which is what I liked about yeah, it. Yeah. This one here, 
last year's Rockville at Daytona Beach, Florida, at the Daytona International Speedway. Rockville. Rockville. And this is, this like, is like this is like big like metal bands, okay. which I'm not a metal guy, but the headlining act was Guns N' Roses, and I've always wanted to see Guns N' Roses. I've Ooh. never seen them live. Mm. How's and, Axel? Well, <laughs> look at some social media pictures and tell me what you. He's well, a little chubby so, nowadays. Yeah, right? but so so Mark Wilson's a big Guns N' Roses guy, and he's seen them play recently, and he said they still rip. They still sound okay. great. Axel still sounds good. So I was like, yeah, Mark would know. So I spent a lot of money on a two-day ticket because it was also Smashing Pumpkins, which I'm wearing yeah, today. Yeah, Melancholy and the Infinite Dadness, um, and it was Jane's Addiction, Smashing Pumpkins, um, Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains, yeah. a couple other big ones. Well. The wet. This is the end of May in Florida. Do not have an outdoor concert. The weather is awful. There's thunderstorms all day. Uh, short story long, the Guns N' Roses is lightninged out. It's rained out. Did they play the wedding song? What was that? No, they were that, no, that, November rain. November no, rain. This was yeah, in, this that was, in, was May. in the rain, right? No, so we get no Guns N' Roses. Uh, Jerry Cantrell plays like two songs. Lightning comes. He leaves. Shine Down, who's a band from Jacksonville that I like, they played three songs. Lightning comes again. The policy at Daytona, I don't know if it's like this during the races, Brian. The policy was if there's lightning within 15 miles, you shut everything down. Well, there's in Florida in the summer, there's always lightning within right. 15 miles. Yeah. And the dumb thing was every time that happened, they you have to leave the property. So all the fans had to go through one gate, and it, it was ridiculous. And how much money did you spend on that I don't want to. I don't no, want to okay. talk all about right. it, but okay. that's mine. Uh. They didn't offer refunds, huh? No. God, people were angry. I don't. I don't have as good a story. Uh, I would have never. I'm not a big concert guy, so I would not have gone to. I don't care about Guns N' Roses. At all. Um, <laughs> Smashing I, Pumpkins. I you went like? to a, a Stone Temple Pilots concert um, back when I was in college, and I just. I was never a Stone Temple Pilots guy. I always thought they kind of. I, I mean, if I, I was a Pearl Jam guy, yeah. right? So yeah. I was kind of territorial. I didn't really, you know, other than like plush, they have like three songs. Yeah, you know, Interstate Love Song. I there like. You go. That's one. Flies and in the Vaseline. It was. Yeah, it I was like some of their songs. Yeah. Hey, yeah. speaking Rest of in that, peace, uh, what was his name? Scott uh, Wyland. Yeah. Two things on that. Uh, the concert you and I saw recently was a Pearl Jam tribute band in yes, Tampa. They were awesome. Very good. Love and trust. Yeah. Uh, but there's, <laughs> I discovered there's a uh, Stone Temple Pilots tribute band called. Stone Tampa Pilots. How good is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. You're not gonna I pay. Can't endorse. They'll probably okay. be. They'll probably be as good as STP uh, in in real life. Oh um, boy. I went to. A, you know, I saw. I was at the Super Bowl in Miami a few years ago, and their halftime concert. Uh, who was it? It was. Uh, it was like the. It was. Um, it was Shakira. I oh think. yeah. I thought it was like way too much. Shakira, like, was it J Lo and Shakira? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yep, that was it. A lot of shaking was going on. It was a lot. I thought it was. You didn't I, like that? I thought it was highly inappropriate. What? I did. What's, I know. I'm what's wrong a, with I'm you? I'm such a stooge. All right. Anyway, let's, ra- let's give it up. Yeah, yeah. It's already going. Hurry. All right. Here we go. All right. What should be in a drunk junk drawer for it to be considered? <laughs> drunk drawer. Empty junk bottles. Drawer. <laughs> Uh, to Everybody's be considered got a, junk a, a junk drawer. Yeah, we, we actually have two. Read that one more time. What the- should be in a junk drawer for it to be considered a junk drawer? Okay. Um, well, you got to have copious amounts of pens and pencils. Um, mm. That has to be in there. Uh, tape. Tape yeah. has to be in there. That's you know crazy glue. If you have, you got to have crazy glue, yep. right? So that's, that's so got to be in there. Um, you know, golly, we have um, about 8,000 different charger cables yeah. stuffed in there. Yep. Um, we have, you know, we have school supplies for our kids. So there's like staplers, hole punches. Uh, we have two junk drawers. That's it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. But I know here's the thing. 
anything that I'm missing, that's the first place I'm going. You know, sometimes my wife will throw my keys in there. I'm like, why did she throw? <laughs> I can't leave the house with the keys. You put them in the drunk drawer. What? No, yeah. that's that's when it's the drunk drawer. She's yeah. trying to keep you from driving. She throws your keys in there so you won't find yeah. them. Uh, what about you? That you name some of my. I have. You said uh, super glue. I have gorilla glue in my yeah. drunk. Yeah. My, my drunk. Now I'm seeing drunk drawer every time. Now it's a thing. Yeah. All right, I think you've got to have keys, and I don't mean a nice ring of keys on a key ring i mean random keys that yeah loose you have that no you idea what, what they go they're to. not labeled yes and yep. then you also have key rings that are attached to no keys and these are usually souvenirs you got from an amusement park because sure. that's the only thing you could afford uh -huh. those are in there you definitely have tape like you said books of matches you know what else you have you have batteries just loose oh, batteries like, that you pulled out of things most of them don't actually work uh, yeah you, right. you don't know but every once in a while your your remote dies and you get desperate and you go searching in that that yeah. battery I yeah know. Well, you know, what's funny is that it was the bane of my existence, the fact that we had these random loose batteries. Like, cause, like not to pin this on my wife, but, like, <laughs> when she buys batteries or we buy batteries, she'll just empty them into, like, the into a container there. Yeah. But then I also, like, I'm swapping them out with ones that still have some juice yeah, left in it. You don't want to give up on them. So I yeah. bought, but I bought one of those things that gauges how much juice is left in the battery. Oh. That was one of the best purchases I've ever made, That actually. was smart. Yeah. I should do that. It saved me a lot of time. Um, all right. No, let me up. let me randomize. Wait, 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 BK, you never answered that. We'll get you on the next one. All right, let me stop it right there. What is the movie you can watch a million times and still not get tired of? Oh, Easy answer. Um, it's Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Huh. If that is a movie that if I'm going through the guide on the TV and that's on TNT or TBS or whatever, I'm stopping. Going in, it doesn't matter what point in the movie is. I'll pick it right up because I remember the rest of the story because I, I haven't seen it a million times yet, but I've probably seen it end to, beginning to end over 20 times. Hmm. Um, it's great. Have you seen it? I have seen it uh, once, and I don't really... I, I know it's a good one, but um, you've seen it once. I'm bad. You, you you know, need I'm to, not a yeah. movie guy either. I just give I, it another chance. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure I loved it. It's just so good. Just Andy Dufresne and Red, and and you know Red's wisdom, and then the escape. I don't want to spoiler alert. Well, actually, you know what? No, <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen this movie like that came out old, in right? 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the warden who's corrupt and then he throws the rock at the poster of, was it Farrah Fawcett on the, and then there's the hole. And then Andy had tunneled through this. I mean, wow. Such a yeah. good movie. Uh, mine, I, I could never watch a movie that serious a million times. So like for me, it's gotta be a comedy. It's gotta be like the most sophomoric, like ridiculous humor, just cheap laughs. And for that, I'm probably going to go, I mean, my favorite movie all time is Spinal Tap, so I could watch that probably a million times. Um, I've never that, seen Spinal Tap. Oh, golly. I mean, sometimes, like, there's movies that have layers. You yeah. know, it's like a, you're like, oh, I didn't really appreciate the humor in that yeah. or this performance. And so, uh, Spinal Tap's one of those. I love that movie. Um, it was all ad libbed, the whole thing. Was it really? Yeah, it was just. I've got, who's in it? Well, it's, it's Christopher Guest and all those guys. Like, the. The guy, best in show. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, like, yeah. Well, that's it was like be good. the original, uh, like mockumentary. Okay. About like a, you know, a, a rock band, and they were right. not good. This was like a VH1 behind the music yes. with it. Okay. Oh, it's yeah, it's okay. so good. Rob, I'll watch Rob, Rob Reiner, like yeah. I'll put um, that on my list. And then Tom, I would have Tommy Boy in there too. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Chris Farley. It's a good oh, one. Do you have one, BK? You named it. Uh, best in show. Love best in show. show. That's there a good go. one. 
That's funny. Yeah. That's a good one. Wait, wait, let's get your junk drawer answer. What's in your junk drawer? Y'all named them all except uh, in ours, we always have like measuring tape that's always yeah. unraveled and it's just a big rat nest type thing. <laughs> and it just aggravates the crap out of me when you yeah. pull it out. Yeah. But, I have but a there. couple measuring tapes in there. Mine yeah. is mine is neatly in its little, you know, it's a well, retractable one. But yeah, yeah it's in there. Because yeah. he doesn't use it. That's no, I, I BK, BK does a lot of work around the house. All right, here we go. Fire it up. All right, here we go. What is the best $20 you have ever spent? Uh, well, I just named that battery tester. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> and it was probably like eight bucks. So um, that saved me a lot of headaches. Um, well, since I, I kind of bagged on my wife for the junk drawer stuff, I'll say probably me taking her out on our first date. Me buying her Aww. lunch. There we go. Yeah, I get some brownie well, points back. Wait, what was the lunch? We went to the Stone Horse Cafe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't remember exactly what she had. It was probably like a salad. But she was trying to be, you know. You looked like, at her and said, keep it under $20 if you want a second date. Oh, trust me. I checked the menu before I invited her. All right. Everything here. I wasn't making any money, you know. We're going during the buffet hour. Okay. Yeah. Can we yeah. get there for prime uh, prime uh, discounts? That was a good answer, Scott. Yeah. Much more wholesome than mine. Thank I uh, spent $20 in, I can't remember the exact year, but late 1980s was the height of my baseball card collecting love. Ooh. We went to a flea market and I... For twenty dollars, I bought a nineteen fifty-eight Mickey Mantle. Wow! Yeah, Mickey Mantle All Star. It's not in mint condition, but it's in good. It's in very good condition. Okay. And have you, you can, have you looked at the price? I look at it occasionally when I need a moment of comfort, when I'm feeling bad about myself, which yeah. is like once a week. So yeah, yeah it's you can Google it out there. Just okay. nineteen fifty-eight Mickey Mantle tops. Where, where, um, do you, where do you keep it? It's in a safe that I have lost the combination to. <laughs> I think the, com- you know, the combo answer is in your junk drawer. It's, in my, it's, it's always in the yeah, junk drawer. Yeah. So, yeah. And I remember my dad distinctly. We were going in there, and he said, don't get distracted by all the flashy, uh, remember, upper deck. The upper deck cards oh, yeah. had come out, yeah. and they were kind of the sexy they, new thing. They were a little bit don't more get distracted expensive. by this Ken Griffey Jr. and these Terry Pendletons. What you need to do is find you an old card. And, and uh, so it was, it was like in a shoebox with just a bunch of other old cards and i just was flipping through pulled it out 20 bucks i couldn't get that money out of my pocket fast enough that's the only good investment i've ever made in my life brian i'm a terrible investor and once you get the combo you're gonna be able to pass that down to your son that's the retirement plan you'll never get it bk best 20 bucks you ever spent uh Break dance, break dance lessons. <laughs> get out of here! All right, come on. No, okay, we got to get you out in studio. Bring it, uh, yeah, no. bring out the cardboard. You did not. Did, did. you really? I did. <laughs> did it pay off? Uh, I thought I did it to dance, but it really didn't. Oh, and the thing, the bad part was, is that I had, I didn't have. It was a hundred dollars and it was twenty bucks or less, and my mom fronted me the, the money up front. And each night I'd come home after the lesson. I'd have to get on the kitchen floor, sure exactly what I learned. So I'm up here spinning, hitting kitchen cabinets and stuff. So, yeah. Mom wanted to oh, make to the sure. Hip. Hop, hip, 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 hop, Come on, BK, let's go. Come on, <laughs> don't stop. Spin on your head. Do the worm, man. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, you know, I applaud you for for wanting to learn those. I tried. You you probably like you know won the dance. I gotta imagine What's won it? the high school dance. You were envisioning like a circle's gonna form. Yeah. And people are gonna take turns. I thought so. And I'm gonna have to get in there and I gotta have something that I bring. Yeah. I just need the confidence to do it. And yeah. So. So, so what happened? So you got the girl, right? Did you? No. No, did you, did. But did you do like, uh, did you God. use those breakdance moves? Did you break your neck? No, I did four lessons and it was just. It so was they were basically five bucks a piece. Five, yes. Breakdance lessons these days, who, way more expensive. Who, who Inflation. Talks, who talked you into that? Uh, 
couple of my friends. Okay. We all did it together, and yeah. it was it was just horrible. And uh, I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, it was some things I. I learned my first spin. I thought that was pretty cool. No, the fact, could you still do that, do you think? Right now? Yeah. Uh, it throws back out. Yeah, if there's a piece of cardboard lining around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, intern, bring the cardboard out. <laughs> now? No. All right, wow, well, man. it's been fun. I've got to go. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, we learned a little bit. Uh, junk drawer to uh, his dance moves. And uh, BK, we're going to have to have you break some of those down. Here Definitely. Yeah. Future <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I always wanted to learn that kid and play dance, too. Remember that? Where you they jumped did over on, your own leg. Yeah, the yeah. house party dance. It's It was a it was a high-risk proposition. No, right? it's the one he did with play or kid. Oh, where with, they go and they back do the, and yeah. they touch legs. Yeah, let's, let's but learn there was, that There was together. also the kid and play one where you put your leg. No, I can't. I don't want it. That would jump your other That would kill me. Can't do that. Yeah, you bust a tooth right there. Not good. All right. What comes next then? Bust a tooth. Yeah. All right. To watch a full-length episode of this year's podcast, howtofox13news.com slash nodpod, QR code on the screen as well. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and you can also find us on all of the socials. Uh, big thanks to Tino Martinez, and uh, we wish him the best of luck, and ha have, hopefully the weather's nice up there in Cape Cod for the rest of uh, his summer activities up there. And, um, yeah, we're going to do some breakdancing. You ready to do this? Let's do it. Put let's on some Stone Temple Pilots and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until the next time we're on, there are no off days.